welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 482 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing okay. Um, We're both wrapped up pretty tight, aren't we? And snug in our yeah, yeah. I uh, I had to go down to Bromborough working today, and there'd been a big pile up on the M53. I heard about that Uh, via social media. Yeah, Yeah. and air ambulances and stuff. All right. There was quite a lot of um, I don't know how many cars were involved. Uh, I managed to avoid it before I got stuck in it. Whereas there were people where I was going at the factory, where and they'd been stuck in it for an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, uh, it just closed everything down. Yeah. yeah, it's not the most resilient of transport systems we've got in the in the UK. But you, when we do get a little bit of snow and ice, the, I, I, actually, there's a lady I pass every morning on our walk to school, and she uh, she usually drives to work, and we usually wave to her. And anyway, on my walk back, she was walking, um, in, with the, she was kind of on the phone as well. So I, she and she said she'd given up in the car because it was too lethal, and she was walking to work. So that yeah. got me thinking. Hmm, so why don't why don't you walk to work every day, or how far away is it? How, how yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there were people. Um, the guys in the factory were telling me there were people coming down the motorway in the snow and ice. Uh, doing like 80 miles an hour on the outside lane Um, and it was really slippery you know ridiculous yeah crazy yeah insane we should do an episode on risk and risk aversion and why why we why we do certain risky activities and why we're we're scared of activities that aren't risky yeah like flying i mean a, a lot of it i mean people talk about adrenaline adrenaline junkies um but the main chemical that you get Apart from the adrenaline, is dopamine. Yeah. Um, okay. And some people get addicted to things like jumping out of airplanes and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll save that one for another day. We're talking about Blue Monday today, which has been and gone, but it's the day where we're supposed to be least happy, apparently, according to the media. So we'll come on to that in a sec. Um, Liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links, as ever. Do stick your email address in the box so you can get weekly alerts for the show if you haven't already. Uh, or I say weekly, sort of every week and a half or so at the moment. We're getting we're getting back to it, getting back to our best, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Things are pretty crazy. I mean, I'm due back in the hospital again next Tuesday um, for this cardio version thing where they stop your heart and restart it again. Mm. Um, it's looking like I might not have to have it done, but I don't know yet. I've got a um, a consultation tomorrow. Okay, um, and then I'll have to go in and. And have an ECG so um but uh, it could well be the next Tuesday they just kill me and bring me back to life. Yeah, yeah. hey woo. easy peasy, you know, all in, be a, fun. Yeah. all in a day's work in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well uh, all right, we'll crack on with the show because yeah. Uh, I had I had spotted it in the news, but I'd forgotten, so I'm glad you reminded me um about Blue Monday, which is by the time this comes out, it's probably a week and a half or a week gone um, by the time you listen to it. 
but what is Blue Monday, Sean, and what, what's the significance? Well, they, I think that generally at this time of year, people go down. I think that's the general thing. The idea of, of Blue Monday is poo-pooed by loads of scientists and um, all kinds of, of biologists and people. But basically what it's saying is that after Christmas, we've we've been through the darkest time of the year. It may be starting to get lighter, but we've been in the dark. We've got the effects of that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got the anticlimax from Christmas. For lots of people, there has been the uh, adept thing. I mean, there is normally people get themselves in debt over Christmas, but because of the... Uh, the cost of living crisis, that's increased and the heating costs and everything else. Um, And then on top of that, we've got strikes every which way, uh, every part of the the world out there, whether it's uh, transport or um, health or whatever. Education, Um, incoming, yeah, yeah. teachers might be striking soon. Yeah, yeah, teachers are going off, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, And... Uh, apart apart from that, this time of year, uh, more people die, um, which is the natural. It's not like oh my god. It's more like that's the natural process. This time of year, it, it is the end of the year. It, it's the autumn winter thing, you know. And people do die. That's uh, the way it goes. Um, but it, it all kind of piles one thing on top of another. So you've got. Uh, every time you turn on the telly now, you know, there's been something, uh, whether it's locally or whether it is uh, nationally, internationally, whatever, and yeah. stuff going on. Uh, and it's quite easy to just overload on it and then like, oh, my God. So, and it's become this idea that this time of year is the, the saddest, most depressed time. Now, I think in some ways... It probably is, but I think we kind of overblow it a bit. Yeah. So how do how do we differentiate at the start? Because seasonal affective disorder is a real thing, which we can talk yeah. about briefly. How do you kind of differentiate between that and like, uh, well, kind of a media, a bit of media hype around Blue Monday? So yeah, because it is a real um, thing. Well, right? I, what, no, what I normally do is I make people go to their GP and have a vitamin D test huh? because. If they if their vitamin D is low, then they'll have SAD syndrome, um, uh, and they'll need antidepressants, or they'll need a big boost in their vitamin D. Yeah, um, yeah. I take it vitamin D supplements or something that we. I mean, we should disclaim this by saying, you know, take the uh, advice of a professional before you do this. But is a vitamin D supplement at this time of year is that something that is easy to access? Oh, you can get it from a, a good health food shop and get a good vitamin D supplements. Um, the the issue with vitamin D as a supplement is that you can overdose on it, so you you do have to be um, careful. What, and very what often, the, you um, get, what what the side effects of an what does an overdose on vitamin D look like? Oh no, it's like anything like that. Is that the main effect it has is on your liver because your liver is trying to to clean everything out of your bloodstream. And so you overload your liver. So you get liver-related uh, illnesses, can be swellings or, okay, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, right. Yeah. But they, I mean, overall, um, they, uh, this time of year, yes. It's like 
uh, we said it a couple of weeks ago that uh, this is divorce season. I've I've had my third uh, inquiry since Christmas this morning about relationship related issues and and divorce stuff, um, and and that is, I think it's it's because people have been together over Christmas and it's kind of accentuated things. Um, it's it's because it's the dark time of year. Things like the vitamin D are low. People. Emotional resistance is low. Yeah, yeah. Their, their immune responses may be low, but emotionally they're low as well. Mm-hmm. So we become more affected by things. I can remember one year there was a woman came to see me, really angry, and telling me she was getting divorced and he could sod off because he had bought her a microwave for Christmas. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> and and it's like that's how he sees me. He sees me as an extension of the kitchen. I'm not having it anymore. Yeah, you know. And from his point of view, he was trying to do something caring. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I've got I've come close to yeah a couple of times buying the wrong thing. But um, I think I brought a, a bread bin as a birthday present once, which that's quite a famous one. But I was trying to do, <laughs> trying to get something practical for the house that would look nice, and you know we still use it now. Actually, fifteen years later, <laughs> so <it's okay. laughs> yeah. Um, so do you bring it out every birthday with the, the bread? <laughs> remember the bread, yeah. <laughs> Although we did get an, an air fryer recently. Just change of topic. Um, Beth and my wife came home with with an air fryer. She said, "If you can buy an e bike, then I can buy an air fryer." And like fair dues, it's uh, quite a magical bit of kit, actually. I must say. Does, does it work well? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, mm. We've got like a double one, so it's got two two little compartments where you can cook separate things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're only at it about a week, but it's it is magic how quickly and efficiently it, it cooks things. And um, like, I'll have to come and have a look at it. Homemade chips are a thing all of a sudden. So I used to do deep. You know, we, as a kid, we'd have a deep fat fryer. You talk about risk yeah. having a big like molten pool of hot oil in your kitchen <laughs> mm-hmm. isn't really the done thing anymore. No. Um, but this thing was just tiny little, like a teaspoon of, of oil mixed with the, with the your potatoes that have been chopped up creates mm-hmm. the most amazing chips. So yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah. I'm, I'm can you bake bread in it? I think you can. I need to check. Um, it's basically like an oven. It's, it has all the, temperature settings and oven wood it just does it much more efficiently and quickly so yeah, mm. i'll get back to you i didn't buy it for my wife as a christmas present i think she would have been quite excited even if i had but um yeah uh but you as we were coming if we come back to the topic you it's, it's, it's kind of divorce season at this time of year as well hey yeah 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 very much very much so um, this is where all the solicitors start slapping their hands together and thinking, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they make a lot of money over these next few months. Um, yeah, I mean, last week we talked about New Year's resolutions, bits and bobs, and we kind of we didn't come to a conclusion as such, but we were kind of saying that you do you shouldn't feel pressure to to do have a New Year's resolution. Um, for a variety of reasons, I mean, um, because you know it might be too much pressure for you to to get something done. The um, the um, but at the same time, linking it to today, and I just want to kind of make the point that maybe um, the thing with a resolution or a goal for the year 
can help you through this time? Like, is it as in having something to focus on? Well, in, in fact, it's, it's in, in according to the research, which some would like to say a lot of it has been poo-pooed, um, that is, is that um, the part of the problem is New Year's resolutions. Right. People setting themselves up with ah. unrealistic targets and then feeling bad about not being able to do it. Yeah. And, 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 and that just, just makes the whole thing worse. So. Yeah. Like a classic case would be, I guess, around this time of year, late January, that you've you've signed up to go to the gym and you're gonna you were gonna go three, four times a week. And yeah, and then you're three weeks in and you've been twice. <laughs> and you feel, yeah. you know, you're looking <laughs> in the mirror, maybe not like liking the look yourself, and you're feeling lousy because you haven't been able to do this simple thing like go to the gym. So I take it that's yeah. that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Wow. Um and uh the uh, the, the idea is is that that once you set yourself up like that and you and you've created that sense of failure, mm-hmm. then that can be with you then for the rest of the year. You lucky thing. Oh well, yeah. yeah okay, so we we talked about that last week, but I guess maybe now is a better time to kind of think about and and maybe don't frame it as a resolution, but just to think about now that the year is kind of settled in a bit more. If you're kind of into choosing, like going by arbitrary dates to to get things done, but maybe now is a better time to think, you know, just to not not maybe not put so much pressure on yourself to decide what what you're going to do, but have a bit more of a longer term plan, what you want to get done, and what what are the small steps you can do now to to, to hit them. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, um, actually looking at targets and stuff. I think that's, that's great. No, um, but maybe the issue is that it it is more of a of a plan, which is a plan that is for the year, rather than you know uh, I've got to do it now, now, now. Yeah, yeah, because that that creates the failure. Yeah, so I don't know if I even mentioned it last week, but my kind of target for the year or is to is to kind of decarbonize our heating system in our home. So I, I want to kind of by the end of the year. I want to be off gas, um, so there's like no fossil fuels heating our home directly. Um, so yeah, that means from a gas boiler point of view, probably an air source heat pump. Oh, you're still there, Sean. So yeah, January the third, I sent off three emails to local um, suppliers to say, can you come and quote us for a heat pump system? And because there's, there's a big government grant out there that can help with it. Um, so so far i've only heard back from one officially or maybe two now uh, and one of them came out very quickly actually and you know spent a half an hour here looking around and sent mm-hmm. me a quote back quote back quite quickly um, um which was quite high uh quite a big big number on the quote which was sort of prepared for but at the same time yeah, a bit disappointed um but it's kind of it's forced me to kind of rethink it a little bit not that we won't have a heat pump by the end of the year we might do we might not but it's more kind of got me thinking about what we need to do initially before i think i, I kind of was, i was out of the blocks a bit fast kind of with the heat pump thing because i realized that there are other things that we need to do to the house to make it more efficient first um so that we don't need such a big system when the time comes and that's things quite simple-ish things like putting in more loft insulation um some windows in the house that are kind of the seals gone on them so we're going to get well I, I was telling you about my friend g who is the is the house insulation guy um 
the alternative technology stuff. Yep. And he, the house that he did in Manchester um, was so heat efficient, they didn't have radiators above the ground floor. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point. That's the position I want to get to because without boring people too much, yeah, the initial quote that we had was basically like for like in that we would get rid of the boiler and we'd use the current radiators and it would be fed by this quite powerful heat pump, which we'd have in the garden and it would suck in cold air and give us warm water. And yeah. but it's quite an inefficient way of heating the house anyway, even with a gas boiler. So it's got, yeah. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit frustrated initially because I was kind of wanting those quotes so that I could get start, you know, get a loan probably to pay for it. Um, but I'm kind of now I'm I'm through that initial disappointment and I'm enjoying the kind of learning phase about what else we need to do before, yeah, before the boiler gets ripped out. And it might be that we don't even need an air source heat pump. Eventually, we might have such an efficient house that we can just heat it with a few little electric fans or something. I don't know. Probably not that, but. Um, but it, it's a bit like the actual glass you use. There is glass that allows heat in, but doesn't allow heat out. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you can have triple glazing, and you have this special glass. And yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying that process now of learning. That's just the kind of like brain I've got. So I'm all of a sudden I'm quite I'm, I'm loving the kind of geeking out about all this stuff and watching YouTube videos and reading blogs about it. So applying that to listeners, maybe they might have sensed a little bit coming to the health thing maybe you're not going to the gym four times a week but yeah maybe if you can just kind of get to the point where well you maybe you go once a week maybe you even kind of have the epiphany where you think i'm going to cancel my gym membership while i still can and i'm just going to join a walking group or a cycling group or um i'm going to go for a run on my own once a week after work who knows because i think we kind of get pigeonholed and into kind of you must do this and maybe that is kind of where the whole blue monday thing comes from as well because there's this social pressure isn't there to do all sorts of things with your time and with your money Uh, Mm -hmm. and we yeah we we need to rethink things a bit more yeah for us they say that the gyms make most of their money in january by people paying in advance six months or a year and then most of those people won't actually go to the gym it will fall off within like two three months yeah i'm probably i'm not sure of the exact business model but if you're on the hook for a monthly payment you're you're worth more to the gym by not going by instead of going generally because you know they're getting the money but they're not having to pay for the 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 extra little bit of upkeep that an extra body needs yeah. in terms of yeah so yeah interesting business model but uh and i know i know lots of gyms are quite cool and they do group classes and all that kind of stuff and yeah i don't want to slander them too much but yeah if you're going to be if you're going to join a gym you know get your money's worth and go <laughs> well one of the things that i did after i had the heart thing um was to get one of these heated electric throws that you plug in right that they reckon only costs a penny an, an hour to run with us. I don't know, I haven't checked mm. um, But um, they, um, that is very efficient. And uh, and I guess rather than heating a whole house or heating your room, if you're just heating your body, that that's, must be a yeah. lot cheaper, doesn't it? And, it could know. well be. And you're a, a root, well, this, again, that's where just the kind of general principle of, of kind of rethinking things completely. You know, yeah. 
people want to get fit okay you've got to join a gym well actually no you don't have to join a gym there's lots of other things you can do to keep fit maybe yeah. you're all i mean maybe you're already fit enough and you were just using the kind of um the excuse to get fit to fill another little void in your life so I'm, i guess what i'm trying yeah. to say is that we should, we need to kind of um think through things a little bit more deeply and get to know ourselves a bit better that's what the self-help yeah. podcast is all about isn't it yeah 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 that's um, right and at this time of year when it is in the uk colder outside and you know darker in the evening it's a good yeah. time for introspection isn't it and getting to know yourself yeah so yeah don't shy away from it and if you're kind of worried about that or if you kind of troubled about spending time with your own in your own head then that's that should be setting off different alarm bells shouldn't it i guess that's when you should be coming to see me that's right. <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean I, I suppose overall i'd say that to feel a bit kind of uh, at this time of year is normal mm-hmm. yeah you probably wouldn't feel like that if you were in australia because it's the other end of their seasons yeah um so their vitamin d levels would be higher you know they just had christmas on the beach kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of people will go on holiday uh, the first few weeks in January from here. So they go somewhere warm and get a blast of sun to get them through the winter, which makes loads of sense if you're going to do a holiday. Why do it in the summer? Do it in the winter. Indeed. Um, yeah. The, um, so I, I, I think that there's that kind of bit of it. But um, things will it's like, what are we now? We're second week, third week in January. Yep. Um, uh, so it's not that long, really, until the clocks go forward. And then it starts to change. It's only a few weeks, yep. really. And yep. then then it starts to change. You know, the light comes up. People's endorphins come up. They feel better. Mm. It's going through this kind of the dark bit. Yeah, and try and embrace it, you know, and like... Um, I'm, I'm enjoying life at the moment, but um, it's the time of year when I just want to be in bed a lot of the time. So, like, I'm, I'm not dodging that too much. Like, I'm at, we're actually quite quite looking forward to you know, like eight o'clock comes, and it's kind of the boys. We're getting the boys ready for bed and trying to get them down, and we're just going to bed at the same time. You know, we're kind of getting getting tucked up and getting cozy upstairs, watching watching the, a box set or whatever, watching some TV. And then go yeah. earlier than we would in the summer, just because, yeah, yeah, not trying to not trying to fight the elements too much, you know. <clears throat> but that's what you do naturally. Uh, if you were a hunter gatherer, you you go to sleep with the light, yeah, and wake up with the light. So you probably get up earlier, go to sleep later or earlier, yeah, and um, and so that you and you would sleep longer in the winter. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't fight it too much. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Mm. Charge, recharge your batteries while they're well at this time of year and then uh, come out yeah. fighting in there. And it, it, it's like if you think of hunter gatherers and you think of the way people lived and they lived in groups, a lot of the warmth that would have come from uh, would have come from other people's bodies. You know what I mean? We, we lie in a bed on our own. Whereas if you watch a bunch of chimpanzees, they all cuddle together when it's cold, as do yeah. sheep, as do, you know, all, all other kind of animals. They warm each other up. Exactly. We don't yeah. do that. No. You know, well, that's... We do in our house, yeah, with various little boys. Yeah. 
could tend to stumble yeah. through and, and little little Cooper who's a great little hot water bowl and uh, yeah, yeah. on lying on top of us or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember in Devon um finding these houses and trying to work out why there were animal pens on the ground floor and people lived above. <laughs> and then someone explained to me that they did that because the heat would come off the animals and go up through the floor and warm their living space. Wow. So they were, they actually had cows and things underneath. And the floor was only one plank thick. It wasn't like a, uh, a plastered ceiling. And the heat would go up from the animals. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah, I don't need a heat pump. I just need a, yeah, some some an, on a, animals on the ground. Yeah, floor. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of cows to you all. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, all right, cool. We'll wind things up now because Zoom's about to kick yeah. us out. But, um have you got anything else you want to share or links or anything like that? Uh, no, I've I, um, I've got a link, but the thing hadn't come up. So I'll send you the link. It's for a, um, uh, uh, it, it's, it's like a, an article on Blue Monday. Okay. Um, I'll post and it. And it does. Chat now, but yeah, is that, okay, cool. It does slide it off a bit. Um, <laughs> and well, a, a lot of the science would point to the, to the idea that actually what what's this this has done is um yeah I've sent it I've sent on a message to you. Um it's the it's it's the issue uh, about it's become fashionable to be oh it's Blue Monday. Right. You know what I mean? So but that that means that um, you know, people can take time off work, can't they? Because it's Blue Monday. There's all kinds of implications in it once you start buying into the concept. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right. You know what I mean? All right, yeah. yeah. I'll see the link in and people can have a read of that and uh, let us know what you think. Send us an email or a, a comment or something like that. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, and try and remember yeah. next week we'll talk about risk or something like that because I'm quite interested to uh, to discuss why we yeah. risk in certain areas of life and why we don't elsewhere. So. Um, well, like I said the, uh, earlier on today, with all the ice and the snow, and people doing eighty miles an hour down the motorway, yeah. you know, it's like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting it's, psychology, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? All right. Yeah, cool. Why don't we hold back and look after our fellow beings? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. All right, Sean. You have a good week, and I'll catch up with you next time. Yeah, keep smiling. All right. See ya. All the best. Bye. See ya. Bye.